Welcome back to After the Experience. We're talking about church hurt. Today I'm joined by Lauren and Robbie again, and we're just going to jump right in where we left off last time. So we've been through church hurt, and my question is, when it happened to you, how did it make you feel? What emotions did you deal with? Uh, so, like, being, as I also can relate to being a preacher's kid, mm -hmm. that, you know, people had a certain way of stand up how you should act as a preacher's kid you know you can't do this you can't do that you can't talk this way you can't listen to that type of music you can't see this type of movie because you know you are the preacher's kid you have to set that example for everybody else mm -hmm. so they put you on a high pedestal mm -hmm. so sometimes when you mess up and it's a public mess up they kind of go into you a little bit harder than they probably should mm -hmm. so then there's a feeling of I want to say shame. There's a feeling of hurt. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling of anger. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I have to be the preacher's kid? Like, why do I have to live up to the standard? Why can't I just, you know, be me and be able to mess up? Because to mess up is human right. and be able to learn from that and grow from that. But it's kind of hard to do that when you get all these eyes on you and people who are saying, well, you shouldn't do that. You know, you should know better. You're the preacher's kid. How come you don't know not to do that? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just mm -hmm. like it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of hurt and shame feeling like you don't measure up, like mm -hmm. you haven't met other people's standards when you should be really looking at God's standards. So mm -hmm. it's just a feeling of just, you know, I want to say shame is probably the best thing. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, there were some things that occurred, one like when I was younger, and then things that occurred when I was older. And I think for both of those, I definitely understand like the feeling of like, the confusion or maybe even the shame. And I think too, um, feeling angry, like mm -hmm. why, why is this happening? Or why was this said? Or <clears throat> just feeling like it's unfair or unjust? Mm -hmm. Or why isn't there a conversation being had about this to like understand? Yeah, right. Why couldn't there be? One? Yeah, why why couldn't there be a right. conversation? Why did it just happen this right. way? Um, and I think that those are things like when we don't have a chance to talk, when we don't have a chance to share, like it can just make you be your most vulnerable but like scared self, you know. So whether that means you're going to be like angry or you're going to be super sad, right. then those are things that are going to come out for sure. Well, I think that. For me, I've, had, I've dealt with a couple of, of things, being a preacher's kid and, and all of that. And um, heartbreak mm -hmm. is one, because I guess I've always been trained to kind of look at the best of people. And when you realize that that's just not who they are and that's not who they really care to be mm -hmm. and they don't care about you, then it's like, wow, you know? And then just anger. Yeah. And I've just, <clears throat> just and, you know... Um, you know, a searing, you know yeah. what I mean? You're just burning up like you can see heat rising from them. And sometimes it's hard to let that go. Yeah. And that's one thing about church hurt, why people remember their stories is because yeah. it's sticky. Yeah. You know, it, it can stay with you for years. If you don't deal with it, yeah. it could it could really uh, have an impact on you for a long time. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned about conversation is important because in the Bible it actually tells us some things to do yeah. and it talks about even if you feel like somebody offends you as the term is used go to them yeah have a conversation with them and then if they wouldn't listen bring somebody else and yeah. have that conversation with them and I think that that doesn't happen yeah. and I think sometimes it doesn't happen because you know we don't know that we don't go talk to them we don't want to talk to them sometimes it doesn't happen because of the environment we're in yeah you know like sometimes even the idea of honor 
in churches, I think, has become a little warped where, you know, because of the position you hold, I'm not allowed to have that conversation with you. And if I come to you and say, hey, this hurt me or this is a problem, that yeah. creates an even bigger problem. You yeah. know, now I'm really ostracized or now I'm going to be punished in some <clears throat> way or the other. And so the environment's not there to say, I would hope that if somebody felt like I did something wrong to them, that yeah. they would come to me and say, hey, this is what happened. Right. And, you know, sometimes they would be right. right. And there's sometimes it could be a misunderstanding. You know, you said, hey, I heard Z, yeah. you know, and I think that that's a big part to make something that maybe could help. I don't know. No, it, it's definitely something that could help. And I think to your point, like of honor, it's also difficult when you add gender. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your church, your PKs, but you also are men. Mm -hmm. And then so when a woman or a girl has a thing that happens and it's either girl to older woman, then it's like, well, you know, you just need to listen. Or if it's woman to man, like it, it even adds more dynamic to it that can make it where you just already feel like I'm not, I'm not able to, to have the same type of honor or power or respect that you do because I'm a woman or I'm a girl. Um, and regardless of that, we do have to get better at having conversations. And it's something that <clears throat> I do a lot of work with at work. And we teach people like how to give feedback, how to receive feedback, how to communicate and have those tough conversations. But honestly, these are things that I look at from a biblical standpoint as well. Because for instance, like you said, if, you're, if you go and you, if you have this all against your brother, you know, you are to go and talk to them. And if, it's, if you need to take someone else, to take someone else. But we, don't, we often don't learn how to do it in the first place right. to even like share what we're feeling. And to your point of, if, if you were, if something were to happen, and you and I have tough conversations from time to time, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And you're like, oh, I feel like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, I may say, hey, pastor, you said this, and I felt this way about it. And you're like, oh, man, I didn't think, I didn't even think of it like that. Right. I thought about it this way. Right. But I appreciate your perspective that you added by telling me you you appreciate my perspective and what I added to it, and I also understand that you had pure intentions. Mm -hmm. But when we get to a place where I come and tell you something, and then you say you're just being too sensitive, right? Or you're out of order. You're out of order. How dare you talk right. to me like that? That's that's an entirely different animal. I think right. when you said being able to receive feedback, that's key, because that requires uh, humility. Yeah. And sometimes that's not found um, uh, among people that maybe been around for a while, mm -hmm. been in church for a while. Mm -hmm. And 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 yet, you know, the other side of it is you got to give feedback the right way too. You, mean, oh, you, you should, you know, the Bible talks about even if you're talking to, I, I think Paul was talking to Timothy, who was a young pastor, and he said, "Rebuke not an elder, mm -hmm. but entreat him." In other words, you're his pastor, so yeah. you have the right to correct him, but don't rebuke him. Yeah. And treat him as a father. So yeah. how you say it matters, too. 100%. But I, I think that the idea that conversations need to be had yeah. that are, you know, productive mm -hmm. is a big part of this. Is uh, uh, And being willing to to not quit. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when it's, when it's all said in the Bible, it does tell Christians, 
You're supposed to be in church together. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have a pastor. The Bible says, obey them to have the rule over you, which means somebody's supposed to be your pastor. It says, you know, that you find one another in the New Testament over 50 times. So God is saying, this is how you live life together. And probably my least favorite one is the one that says, put up with each other <laughs> in love. And the fact that God says, put up with each other, I think kind of illustrates the fact that mm -hmm. People are going to do things to you. They're going to say things to you. There's going to be church hurt. You don't get to quit. Mm -hmm. no. I expect you to grow enough to deal with it. And if you just yeah. need to forgive, forgive. If you need to forget, forget, and keep chasing after me. And I think that's where a lot of people miss it as well, yeah. is that this happened, this happened. I'm done with church. I'm done with church people. And then yeah. they buy into the <clears throat> lie that, well, I don't go to church, but I'm as close to God as I ever were. No, you aren't. You're doing exactly yeah. the opposite of what he said. And you've got one foot away farther. You're one foot farther away from him than you were. And, yeah. of course, that's where his enemy wants you. That's why Satan did it. Satan is ultimately the one that uses people to cause church hurt. Yeah. Because he knows that that's a great way to get people away from God. Yeah. And so I think that those are things that we got to remember that at some point, no matter what happened, you've got to grow past it. And you've got to make a decision. I'm not letting anything push me away from God. Yeah. No, it's very true. So yeah, definitely more conversations need to be had instead of just finger pointing, <clears throat> because nothing productive comes out of finger pointing, saying, right. "Oh, you shouldn't have done this. Why shouldn't I have done that? Can you explain why that was not that? Why it should have been done that way? Is there another way I could have done that?" Mm. Like more conversations need to be had, and more people, like you said, need, more people need to learn how to do, take feedback. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, if you're like new into the church and you see something that somebody who's been in the church for like 15, 20 years has done something wrong, mm -hmm. then you approach them that way, they may go, well, how dare you? You're new to the church. You right. don't know how things work. Right. Why are you talking to me? You're not at this level. You know, They think there is a disparity in levels and of rankings in the church. Right. When there is no ranking in the church, <clears throat> we're all just in the church. Right. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be more conversations that need to be had. Because even when I used to work at, I used to work at Apple, Apple Retail, they taught us how to give and take feedback. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're giving like positive feedback, be positive, positive, specific feedback, say what they did well, mm -hmm. how they did well in that area. Mm -hmm. And when it's negative, you know, there's a way you can give negative, specific feedback. Like, okay, you did this wrong, but you could also do it this way. Mm -hmm. And that's just how conversations need to be learned, yeah. how to have in mm -hmm. the church. It's like, all right, you did this wrong. <clears throat> These are the other ways that you could have did this that could have been better. Mm -hmm. And not just, hey, you just did this wrong. You did this wrong. You right. should have known right. better. When I'm like, I'm new to the church. How would I, how right. would I know that? Yeah. And I think it's worse than that is that people, when the Bible talks about judging people, right? Mm -hmm. um, people, they've taken that way too far. And, you know, well, you judge me because you said I did something wrong. No, the Bible teaches to judge behavior. You're yeah. supposed to say if something's right or wrong. But what it talks against is judging people in terms of, their intentions, their heart, yeah. and passing <clears throat> sentence on them. You deserve to go to hell, kind of stuff right. like that. And what you're talking about, I think, is a big part of it, is that people, you know, they judge your character, and you're an awful person, and you're just this, you're just that, because you brought up this issue. Mm -hmm. You know, so you must be not on the level, or and that's like... You know, yeah, that can be fighting words. I mean, <laughs> and that's sure church hurt. Like, wait a minute, bro. I wasn't even like that. But you want to go there. I'll tell now. you about yourself, you know. So that's yeah, this is going to be some real right. church hurt. Right. So, yes. <laughs> and I think that's a big part of it is you right. know, not believing the best of people, but vilifying people yeah. and labeling people. Mm -hmm. That's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's infuriating. I know you too. You love your comics and all of those <laughs> things. But even thinking about like 
some of the villains mm. and the Joker and stuff. He felt he had a righteous cause. Right. He felt he had a certain intent and thing that he was doing that was gonna make well, Killmonger, right? Yeah, yeah Killmonger, right? right. That's Everybody. Perfect example. But you know, the thing is, everyone has a pure intent in something. But can we take a moment to like really understand like why did Robbie do this thing the way that he did it? Mm. Or you know, for Robbie to say, why, when I did this thing, did it hurt Lauren or upset her? Because then, one, we grow closer. Because now we've, like, went through a thing together. And we're stronger. And Satan doesn't want that. Because he wants us to be separate in our little corner so he can just, like, boop, and pick us off. But we also have, and we have an opportunity to learn more about each other. And we have an opportunity to just get stronger. Yeah, I think that... Ultimately, that's uh, the most important thing. You know, the Bible teaches not that God sends trouble your way. God doesn't bring evil to you. Storms of life don't come to make you stronger. They come to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things happen to you to get you away from God so yeah. that, you know, you can make some horrible decisions and your life could blow up. Yeah. But what God will do is in the middle of bad situations, if you will work with him and not quit on him and his yeah. people, uh, he'll take what was meant for evil and turn it to good. Yeah. And you can have stronger relationships and you can become stronger and you yeah. can become, uh, uh, you can still become what God wants you to be. Yeah. I, I saw a picture, I think on Instagram once and I, I kept it. I probably use it when I preach on it, but it was a picture of uh, two wolves mm-hmm. and one of them was like a baby wolf mm-hmm. and it had one arrow that in its side and it was mm-hmm. basically dead. Mm-hmm. And then there was another picture of a wolf, and it was a grown-up wolf, and it had like <clears throat> seven arrows in his back, but it was still standing. And the idea was that at some point you got to grow from the baby wolf to the grown-up wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point you've got to get beyond, got to get to the place where somebody saying something or doing something to you doesn't end you. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't end your relationship with God, doesn't cause you to walk away from your dreams. At some point you got to grow up to the place where things going to happen, people are going to say stuff, and you know it's going to come because yeah. you're doing something good for God. So, of yeah. course, Satan's going to use people to attack you, but you're going to keep standing, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to actually help the people that are still struggling a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's something we can get out of this, is that if you've been hurt, it's time to grow past it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it take you out. Don't let it take you away from God. Don't let it take you away from God's people. Don't use it as an excuse to live a way that you know is not right mm-hmm. and that will destroy your life. Instead, let's grow and let's, let's grow closer together, and let's yeah. be who God wants us to be. So it looks like we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for After the Experience, Church Hurt. We've had a great time talking to you guys. We'd love to get your feedback, love to keep this conversation going. There's so much more healing that can happen, so much more growth mm-hmm. that can occur as, as a result of us looking at this issue and talking about it. If you want to hear the messages, Church Hurt, you can get a hold of it on iTunes and Google Play and and. Uh, and so many other outlets, Spotify, just look up Faith Experience Church. And once you know that we love you, we want God's best for you. And we believe God's got a great future for you. Mm-hmm.